The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm Matt Barisi in Chicago. Welcome back to the podcast that would cut you for an NES classic. I can't believe they're gone. I mean, they aren't, didn't they get released uh, just the other day? They were gone Today? as soon as they appeared. And I, I put, if you go to our Instagram, we'll talk more about our Instagram later, but you'll see a picture of the, the saddest sign you can see at Christmas time on a Toys R Us, which is we are out of stock. And I thought that was an 80s thing. Like I thought companies knew to make enough toys yeah. so that you could sell them now. Yeah, because why wouldn't they have, you know, 100 million of these? And even if they only sold 50 million for Christmas, they would, it's not like they don't, they're, they're not perishable. They don't spoil <laughs> <laughs> Man, we had to throw away a whole pallet of those NES classics because they went bad by January 15th. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason. When they put out the teaser that this was coming out, the internet went nuts about it. They, there's no way they would have known. That, and maybe they're creating a demand issue. You know, the, the, the harder it is to get, the more you want it. And so maybe if you were on the fence about it, you're like, well, maybe I won't get it. But now you're like, well, I really got to have one if they're this you could get one on eBay right now for a cool four grand. Yeah. Oh, four grand. I think you can get one used on Amazon for four hundred bucks. Four grand. How could they be used already? It just uh, you mean well, like yeah, an I actual mean, NES uh, aftermarket? Or like um, what am I trying to say? Like somebody bought it oh, and then is selling yeah, it off the place. Yeah, you could spend like four hundred bucks, but but that was the you know that was the old school logic was as soon as they see that moms are punching each other for a Cabbage Patch doll, everybody will want one. But I feel like for the past what fifteen years. People just make enough toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like you said, they had tons of data because this has been the most viral thing. Well, I spent the night in a parking History. lot waiting for a Wii when they came out. Didn't you watch like the Godfather t- 2 on yeah, I watched. Player I, I watched the trilogy. Oh my God. After Thanksgiving, I got up at like 1 in the morning, drove to a GameStop parking lot, and left my van running for four, six, what is it? I guess it would have been six hours at that point because they opened at 7 a.m. For six hours, uh, so I can watch the DVD player to stay awake. And then we all, everyone, had, it was really cold out, and everybody had, every time a car would pull up, we'd all look at each other and be like, okay, I know you were here next. We're all going to agree not to get out of our cars, right? Cause but that wasn't fun. unsaid, right? Didn't you become Mayor McCheese? And I had to him? at some point mm-hmm. because it was, people were starting to get out of their cars. And I said, you know, if we just know the order, we can all stay in our warm cars. And then about an hour before, we all had to get in line because there were just people who wouldn't, who weren't having it. Jackals. Yeah, they weren't. Having did you have it. a list like on paper, or were you just? We did like, end up making a paper head. list. Everyone signed up for wow. it, and then we just kind of, you know, it, we all got our dibs. So I think I ended up being third in line. Nice. Uh, so anyway, but it, it's, uh, you would think that it would be very easy for them. You know, they, it's like they don't sell a lot of iPhones, right? When, when you pre-order an iPhone, I suppose they could run out of stock in the store, but a pre-order, right? You should be able to unlimited pre-orders. Oh. Yeah, were there pre-orders for this? I didn't. I thought I didn't Amazon sh- did pre-orders, and I was I did not do that. I was. Uh, Nor I. I just assumed they'd make them. I'd be able to walk into Target and buy one. 
Like, right. Oh, those NES classics are out. I'll go get one of the 600 million they manufactured way ahead of time because they knew they'd be very popular. Now, a couple of my friends said this is common Nintendo. I, they didn't word it as strategy, well, but rather competence that like they mess things up. This was a Nintendo. I like the thing we just talked about. The story I just told was about a Nintendo Wii that they could not make enough <laughs> of, and there was this huge demand shortage uh, or supply shortage with a big demand. And this is the same thing. Nintendo again, uh, you know, hypes a product and and everyone gets excited about it, and they fall way short on inventory to the point where. All these websites, Target, Walmart, Amazon, the page doesn't even exist anymore. You can't even pre- you can't pre-order. You can't like uh, order it. And Amazon, if something's out of stock, a lot of times you could order and it will be shipped when it becomes in stock again. But I think they're so unsure about it, they don't even have that. It just That's says crazy. This item is unavailable. So this item is for everyone. Everybody from like birth to sixty is going to want one of these. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. who's at this point, what is the top age of someone who's into NES? Well, there Not had 60, to be. Probably 50. At, right? In their 50s, yes, because I'm sure mm-hmm. there were late teens that got into NES when it first came out. And if they were late teens then, mm-hmm. you know, they they had to be uh, 20 years older than. Oh, no, because I wasn't just born. I was probably. Two it was zero when the Nintendo came out. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me look. You know, the saddest thing about your anecdote there is not that you had to sit in your car for six hours. It's that you had to watch Godfather Part 3. Yeah, luckily, I think I got part way into that before it was time to get out of the car. So I didn't have to do three. Uh, but I want to say that was probably the first time that I sat down and watched one and two consecutively. And it's a lot of Godfather. I mean, great movies, but that's a lot of, yeah. you know, young Al Pacino staring out windows, like staring through blinds. <laughs> That's funny because when you mentioned that I was watching The Godfather, that's that's exactly what popped into my head is just a, a visual of Al Pacino staring out of a window, mm-hmm. you know, wondering how did I get here. Giving people that. that they pulled that, me back in. Think, uh, just when I thought I was out of my van, they pulled me back in. Uh, so uh, I, I take it then you'll buy one as soon as it is available. This was uh, one of those I will... things I said I was going to buy. I wasn't going to wait to make it a Christmas present because I just wanted mm-hmm. it to play. And now I can't even get it, so uh, I don't know why. 1985 was the North American release. So if you were 17 in 1985, mm-hmm. uh, how old are you now? 30 years. Uh, 2016 minus 1985 equals 31 uh, plus 17, 48. 48. And I bet you could have even have been a... I guess you probably wouldn't have been much if you were much older than that. It might have passed you by, or or you might have. Passed I, like, it I don't by, know if there were older gamers back then. Maybe there were, but you know, I feel like the gaming. That, I'll tell you, my this dad. Generation up towards. I guess when I was when we first got an Atari twenty six hundred, and you know, it was probably eighty two. You know, might have might have even been eighty one and eighty. I was three years old, so that would have made my dad like twenty eight, and he was obsessed with the. He was obsessed with the Atari. Him and his buddy, they'd put on those gloves with the cut-off fingers to play uh, the boxing <laughs> game on the Atari because they'd play wow. so long they'd get blistered. So he wore the cut-off finger gloves so him and his buddy Marky Mola could play uh, Atari boxing. You know, while his kid, while, while my brother and I are sitting there begging to play, <laughs> they're like, "Get out of here, kid! We're playing Atari. That's this ain't amazing. For kids. This is an adult game." 
my dad used to play the Atari 2600 with me, and I remember we got in trouble once because we would scream when we'd play it. Like, we were so <laughs> into it, we just shout at the top of our lungs, and my mom came in and was like, get you guys. Like, seriously. The like, simplicity someone... of it, I think, made that a little easier. You know, I think if I... I play Alex in some of the games now, and I can't keep up with the button combinations and... Um, right. You know, a it, barrier to entry. Yeah. So I think the fact that it was one stick and one button made it pretty easy to to get someone in it who really was wasn't a gamer. You know, you didn't have to be. a Yeah, because I don't know about your dad, but I couldn't get my dad to play the NES. Then I'm no. playing Mario Brothers, and maybe he's just offended because you know Mario Brothers seemed to be a direct swipe at him. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd say, "Come on, Dad, you love playing you know Keystone Capers with me on the 2600. Come play uh, Duck Hunt." And he'd be like, "No, too many bits." <laughs> Now it's time for the Boop Bop Beat. That's where too many bits is never enough. Well, uh, I've been behind on... One of the things I told my son when I was, first gave him a cell phone is that I will be constantly spying on this device. <laughs> you know, I will always know what's on it. I will always be you know, looking at... There's no privacy, right? You don't get privacy when you get a cell phone when you're 13. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, and he's, you know, he's fine with it. He, you know, he's not, he's not into anything that's, I'm going to look on his phone and go, what? Uh, but, uh, I haven't really been doing that lately and now's probably the time when I really should, you know, 14. Yeah, cause, uh, you know, they just hacked adult friend finder and stole everybody's credit card information. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's yesterday. I should, uh, I should look into that. Yeah. Better check your report. Uh, yep. And, uh. Well, Alex doesn't. So he doesn't do Facebook. Obviously, fourteen-year-olds uh, don't do Facebook. They only do uh, Snapchat and Instagram. And what I have found, actually, so I've looked on his phone, and in you know he's got an iPhone. So you go to the iMessage, you know the messages, the you know, text messages. There is nothing. It's messages from my mom or from uh, messages from his mom and me. And I'm like, why? I thought kids sent six thousand text messages a month. Well. They do, but they do it through Snapchat, so it disappears. You right, because it's got pictures of your wiener, so you don't want it to. But hang even around, if you're not doing, so even if there's not doing pictures of your wiener, even if it's just a text, you know, like you still want it to go away, even yeah. though it's like meet me at the malt shop. Yep, teenagers still meet at the malt shop, right? They do, they do, <laughs> absolutely, and, uh, and you uh, make it go away. And they make it go away. They don't want it there at all i th- i don't maybe it's just they don't want the clutter of it of the messages in their are they zero phone. inbox people is it a generation of zero inbox <laughs> well i think it might be although this this uh, what what i'm getting to here might might confirm that but i think maybe it's for different reasons so then you know my son has been fairly active on instagram and uh so i went on i i'm on instagram basically to keep an eye on his instagram and uh uh, so I noticed I went back to his Instagram profile on uh, on my phone, and I look, and there's only twenty posts, I think, where there had been, you know, a hundred and some, hundred fifty or more over the past couple of years. Uh, and he's a light poster. I mean, so I can imagine someone else who posts, you know, regularly, multiple times a day. You know, you've got to have a thousand a year. So, Somebody call James Comey. Well, then I'm wondering what's he, yeah, where's, why is things, 
missing. I thought maybe he got into a fight with someone who then put a bunch of nasty comments on all of his posts. So he had to delete all the posts so that, you know, just completely delete the posts altogether so that they weren't there anymore or what it was. So I did, uh, you know, what every parent who's ignorant about what the kids are doing these days do. And I Google it. I said, why are kids deleting their Instagram posts? And I found an article and said, here's why your kids are deleting Instagram posts. I'm like, it's an actual thing. And I was shocked that there was an article about it. Because uh, I had asked Alex, I said, how come you only have like six Instagram posts? He's like, I, I didn't need the other ones. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Were you well, scared when you saw that it was a thing? Were you afraid it would be like oh, yeah, cause I, Satan or because Rainbow Parties or because Jankum? Cause, yes, because Jankum is all I could think of. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> you know, this has something to do with Jankum. Or huffing or whatever. Always does. Flocka. Flocka, waka, flocka, flame. So it's it's because it's considered not cool to have posts on your Instagram that don't have, that don't meet a certain threshold of likes. If it doesn't get a lot of love, that means it wasn't a good enough picture of you or the post was lame or so, so depending on, I think there's a, you know, there might be some kind of algorithm in their head they use but if they have so many followers they need to have so many likes for a picture. <laughs> the algorithm in my head is my favorite song from miss saigon by the way <laughs> so if, did he tell you the number oh i'll let you go he, like i don't know well he, he won't tell me that. no because he well he denies that's why it is he's like i just don't he's like i just didn't need them all i just didn't like them all but basically the kids are curating their instagram feeds mm-hmm. to be as perfect as they can they don't <laughs> want pictures that they don't want to picture themselves they thought was good at the time and then only got six likes. And they're like, well, obviously it wasn't that good. So, uh, you know, they're self-censoring, they're self-editing, you know, they're, they're cutting, you know, they're, they're, they're going back after, they give it about one week. I think one week is the time that you're allowed to give something after that if it hasn't reached the... It hasn't gone viral by then. So I think if you've got like six, if you've got like 300 followers and you're looking for like, you know, 20, 25 likes, if you've got you know, closer to 600, you need at least 30 to 40 likes, you know, before it's like, okay, I'll keep that one up. And I guess there's something... There's a uh, kids are trade you know it, it you know if you take an Uber and and you know when you're getting out of the car you and the driver go hey five for five or whatever five stars for five stars or whatever that is do they still do oh, that I, you give me five and I give you five yeah like I I rate you five stars as a rider I I never Ubers um and they give you five stars as a driver yes yeah so and you they- work it out verbally like you actually say this. A lot, they'll just say like five for hey five for five yeah yeah okay five for five you know then you're just you know you're agreeing that you'll give each other five stars so that you're you know you're trading you're trading stars basically hmm. uh, and so there's something on on Instagram that they do the same thing um, and I'm trying to I mean I'm gonna have to I've never felt more like a dad than this moment because I don't know what you're talking about I mean I get it but this is totally news to me and I find that chilling <laughs> yeah does it make you want to go back through your instagram and get rid of like unlock- well i understand the impulse but i mean that sounds exhausting i can't say that i don't curate my facebook and the show's facebook and everybody else for maximum exposure you know like mm-hmm. i don't i try not to post things cl- close to another time i posted something i try to post things at times that i know people are looking so i'm not i'm not completely blind to this kind of vanity but the idea of like having to exit because it didn't get enough likes that seems as tiring to me as the time i spend pushing my hair around to look younger you know like it's a full-time job wow well 
Well, they're so one way that they're getting more likes is they do uh, they're trading likes for a TBH, which means to be honest. So you give a truth or a fact about the person. So you'll say, "Hey, like all my pictures for a TBH." Comment when done, and then she, I guess, the person after you text somebody this, or you 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 Snapchat someone yeah, the sentence like, like all my pictures for a TBH. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like in a full sentence, there's no code for this. You don't like, you don't uh, wave your hand under the stall wall or something like. There's no code here. <laughs> no, I think that's I. You know, by saying like my pictures for t- for TBH. So then, after you like the pictures, they'll say something like, "Hey, so and so likes you," or you should uh, start uh, plucking your nose hairs, or people don't like uh, your Z Cavariches. <laughs> Whatever it is. Me, I couldn't take that. Uh, <laughs> and they have to like all your pictures. I don't know. I, they the have latest the, one. Like all my pictures for it. Yeah, I think. Well, because they only have six. You know, they only oh, have six, so it pi- is all six of them. posts now. So you probably do have to go back and like all of them. But where's the honor on having fake likes just because you wanted somebody Doesn't to tell matter. you to make you smell bad after gym? Whatever it takes. How did Donald Trump get elected? All those fake likes. <laughs> Vote for me in the Electoral College for a to be honest. <laughs> for a to be honest. Oh, yep. man. So some people are saying that they do it for, for quality. They, they're pruning their Instagram because they don't want it to just be a big barf of pictures. They want it to be. Labby mess. Yeah. So their best work. You know what I mean? Well, I can't get, because our audience is a little older, I can't seem to get our numbers very high on Instagram. I mean, we have an active account. We post, you know, I post at least one thing a day, and we we've got. I'm just going to since the numbers are public, I'm going to go ahead and say them. Uh, I know podcasts need to be obtuse about their numbers all the time, but we've got 629 followers on Instagram, which I think is like super low for mm-hmm. you know a show. But our you know our our followers are old, so they don't do stuff. Uh, yeah. And I'm looking. 35, 53, 35, 64, 35, this is funny, 55. Looks like we're averaging around 40-something. So what Seems percentage like, of followers? Is that like a 10%? What did you say our, our number was? Uh, 630. We have 630 followers, and we seem to go 35, 65, 35, 65, okay. as I look at this. So what's the number between 35 and 65? Uh, 50. Yeah, 50, which would be just below 10%. I guess that might be respectable. You know, if we were 13, we might care more. I guess so. Now we're dead inside. <laughs> yeah, because we'll, we'll take what we can get. You know what I mean? Like, 10%. Any, What's their any likes is an, Any likes is enough likes when you're pushing 40. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> you do, you'll take it where you can get it. But they uh, <laughs> yeah. can't compare this to when we were young. Like, where did we get our approval? Like, people saying. I don't know. Your, uh, your book signatures. Yearbook how many, signatures, how many, how, or how many of uh, how many of the wallet size photos you collect of your friends <laughs> that they sign? That's the analog like right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my picture, shot. like my picture by owning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my yearbook. And they still sign yearbooks, but not like it was. I mean, it was not. That was how it's like. It's like checking your Facebook page. But it doesn't change the entire summer, you know. 
Like you just read your yearbook, but all the posts are the same all summer long. <laughs> I've been obsessively checking my the inside flaps of my yearbook all summer. <laughs> Self esteem isn't going up at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm deleting this yearbook. But that's what we had. That's what we had was you, you know you could you gather them all up in the spring, and then you go back and see how many how many phone number how many people wrote their phone numbers. You know, uh, KIT keep in touch. Over the summer, so you got to see how many KITs you got. Um, yeah, if you got a phone number, that was that was that was important. Or if it was just you got to see how many people friend zoned you in your yearbook. Oh, that was that was a you're thing such, for sure. You're such like, a great guy. I'm message. glad you'll always be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just filled with the uh, anarchy symbols and the word Slayer over and over. <laughs> Is that good or bad? <laughs> I think that's kind of that's a like, isn't it? It's considered a like. <laughs> Slayer. Yeah, um, I mean, that's probably not a big deal. The whole Instagram thing. It's you know, it, the kids are so damn critical of themselves. It's pretty brutal. I mean, I, I think it's a great segment. Like, it's really interesting because uh, I guess you know your teenage years are 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 so painful with regard to self esteem mm-hmm. and the idea that it can now be quantified yeah. is distressing. Yeah. And that you have to go back and and it's it's like a shame thing. If you have to go back, you go back and take down your pictures that didn't get enough likes. You know, like you're hating yourself. It's almost like cutting, you know, and, and not comparing it to cutting, but you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's a form of self-abuse. You're going to go back and you have to revisit where you were not good enough for that, everybody else. That makes else. me sad. Like what if you had a good you know a picture that you liked you you're proud you of? liked it but you did not get enough likes on Instagram so you're gonna delete you're gonna delete a memory it might be a picture with your best friend might be something you did with your family might be something you're really proud <sighs> of and your friends thought it was lame you know or it was just wasn't a, they just happened to miss it that day because they were busy looking at their own feeds and then you delete yeah that's the thing you could just posted at the wrong time and yeah. it got lost in the thread and now you've got to delete a picture of this like sweater you got that you thought you look good in <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's pretty sad Ooh, ooh, makes me hurt a little bit <laughs> yeah and i don't you know alex is going through it now but it, you know uh, i i feel like it's gonna be worse for ellie and then you know who knows what it'll be like for uh viva and, oh uh, yeah, it'll be like nobody, uh, nobody hearted my hologram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, there's at at some point, but sometime between Ellie and Viva, I think they'll be, you know, because everything's it's going to go in a cycle, and you know, have to swing back. You think there'll be some swing, sort of like to swing back? Yeah, yeah. They, people keep threatening to have like an unplugging thing, and I could see some kind of movement where like it's suddenly not cool to. Not cool to social media at all. Mm-hmm. It's bound to happen. There's got to be a movement towards it at some point. Yeah. Because it is so sort of desperate and grabby. And it's almost hard to call something like Instagram that's not, you know, I know there are there are public faces of, of not Instagram, I'm sorry, of Snapchat that are pub, you know, that are corp- corporate, celebrities. you know, Snapchat, you know, oh, yeah. ESPN and, you know, CNN, that stuff. But I feel like the the way kids use Snapchat with themselves, it's not what you'd call social media like a Facebook or a Twitter or an Instagram or any of those. I feel like it's just that's a communication 
it's Google. more like messaging. It's more like group more, chat. And, yeah, group chat and messaging. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's more like we the way we use the phone. Yeah, than it really is. You're right. Yeah. it is. It's the phone on their phone. <laughs> they have a phone, but they don't <laughs> want to use it like a phone. But they. Um, now my ten. We, we lived on the phone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm when we were kids in, in a way that I've almost forgotten because I don't ever use the phone for a phone. I, I hate the phone. Um, but the phone to me seems like a bicycle with a giant front wheel. But <laughs> I guess that teens still want to be in constant communication with one another. Constant, constant. And we had like, you know, you were super cool if you had three-way calling because then you could set up a little mm-hmm. little party. Oh, yeah. And if someone else had three-way and so they went, you threw at them and then they threw it at another person. Who could, and you can get like six people on the line. That was pretty cool. Anarchy. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. Just type in what you're looking for, and it will pop up in a big old Amazon window, and Amazon will know that you came through paternitypodcast.com, and they give us a portion of their profits. You don't pay extra. You don't sign up for anything, and we use the money to keep the show on the air. It's a big deal for us. It's easy for you, and we hope you'll try out. You know, today's show has got a lot of data in it. Like, we're going to run numbers on a lot of things, and... I want to run numbers right now, so I bought a T-shirt last night, mm-hmm. uh, and I love geeky T-shirts and hipster T-shirts, and you know, if it's not a T-shirt and the T-shirt's you know fla- a flattering fit, I'm into it because I'm yeah. Well, I'm a modern person, and also I'm a dad. Like, do you do T-shirts? And, and you love a V-neck. I've, I'm starting to get away from it now, but oh, I've yeah? been a real V-neck whore for for years <laughs> now, right? Yeah, I think so. You, fa- I can't pull off a V-neck. Because I have man cleavage, and so it doesn't really look <laughs> good on me. No one looks in your eyes when they talk to you. No, I was like, yeah, eyes up here. Come on. <laughs> I got called out for looking too much like Ricky Gervais, so I started to move away from the V-neck. <laughs> well, even, if you say, even if you say skinny Ricky Gervais, I still don't like it. Yeah. That's I, get, a- <laughs> I get the fear that my teeth are crooked. <laughs> so you I, – I like T-shirts, but I don't like – Anything on my T-shirts. Really? I don't get – yeah, I mean, every once in a while I have a sports, you know, there might be – I might wear a Bears T-shirt. Uh, but I, most of my T-shirts are plain. I like plain T-shirts, like plain gray t- – my favorite thing to wear is a plain gray T-shirt. Um, oh, I can't wear gray because I'm sweaty, sweaty, disgusting Dago, and I get huge pits in gray. Yeah, I could see – yes, the end – uh, I don't. I don't have that issue, so I wear gray all the time. But uh, I can uh, do the darker gray, like the yeah, charcoal, charcoal. But the like heather. Uh. No, I'm a, I'm a heather gray. I love heather gray, but I also like uh, like maroons and navy blue stuff like that. So I I like those kinds of t-shirts. Plain, maybe every once in a while, uh, where the sleeves are a different color than like the main. Oh, you know, wow. a three quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I got some three quarter sleeves or something like a baseball kind of tee or whatever. But oh, sure, so, like a baseball raglan is that what they call that? I think that's what. Yeah, we always call them three quarter sleeves. I don't know, but uh, a raglan With tails out. That's cool. That's a good look. So uh, I I can't get into graphic tees, even ones that are you know the hipster or that you know have Pac Man on it or. I don't know. I'm just not a graphic tee wearer. Wow. 
I always very, feel like I'm because I'm not a. I don't feel like I'm dedicated or connected to anything so much that I want to wear a T-shirt of it on my body. Oh, interesting. You know, like I'm not. I can't say I'm super into something enough to want a T-shirt of it. So whether that sports. Yeah, sports. So I have T-shirt. I have, I have. But you're a Sox fan, and you told me when they. I remember. I knew you when they switched to the good guys wear black. You know, to the '90s black mm-hmm. with the with the cursive, and you said that looks like a gang tag, which it does. That like ridiculous gothic like lettering. The, yeah. Um. So you've never been super duper fan of. Well, I always you get like the, the black I get socks the 80s, gear. But... I always get the '80s socks gear. You know. I, I, oh I, sure. I have a blue. Yeah, the navy blue with the when and ugly. The guy, the the guys, you know, with the bat. Yeah, that socks, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm not. That's why I don't have a tattoo because I can't think of an icon that I associate myself with so much. Yeah. That I need it inked on me. And but you're you have, like, but you do have lots of graphic T-shirts, though. I agree. Right? Aren't a lot of your T-shirts? A lot more and more. Like as I get into mm-hmm. better T-shirt shape, mm-hmm. uh, I'm get buying more T-shirts because I feel like I've well, not. I think you hit on the other reason I don't like the graphic because I, with a with with the gut, you, then your your graphic T-shirt starts to take you you misshape the graphic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> People are trying to read it, but they can't figure out why the letters at the bottom are so much wider than the letters on top. <laughs> Looks like the Star Wars scroll. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why is your Death, Sh- Death Star T-shirt look like a pear? <laughs> well, I'm very picky about what I have on my graphic tee, but but I don't think you could figure out my rubric by looking at my shirts. It's just it's like pornography. I know it when I see it because I I feel like there's <laughs> geek stuff that's cool yeah. and there's geek stuff that's just dorky. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm concerned about that. Like I'll wear a I don't know, like I'll wear an old school, like I'll wear a Pac-Man shirt, but I wouldn't wear like, I don't know, what's a new game? Like I wouldn't wear a... a, a Halo? A, sure. I wouldn't wear a Halo shirt. But even wear a, even like a, would you wear... I wouldn't wear you wouldn't The Legend wear an, of Zelda. No. Never. Or Altered no. Beast uh-uh. from the Sega Genesis. No, it has to be like totally old school. Yeah. So that it's, it's a, well, I guess it's a hipster thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I like video games before they were cool. I'm gonna wear a pong yeah, shirt. Pong, which is two like it's just two lines. People don't even know. No, they don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know it. I'm sure you've never heard of it. It's called yeah. pong. Yeah, I'm getting. I don't know if we talked about the show before. My wife's starting to get mad at me because my shirts are getting too tight. Like the more I go to the gym, there's an inverse proportion to mm-hmm. the growth of my body and the shrinking of my shirts. And she's like, "You look like you're on your way to market days in Halstead. <laughs> uh, you just you just can't like you can't wear it." You know, a baby shirt. <laughs> well, the good so, news is you and Viva could start sharing clothes pretty soon. We are. She's like, I'm like, where's my Boba Fett shirt? She walks by wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean she's not saying where's my Boba Fett shirt and you walk by wearing it? <laughs> it looks better on me. Shut up. I'm, I'm rocking this Elsa shirt. <laughs> Get your own. Well, I've always, I, uh, I've always wanted to fit in a 3T Few more, uh, a few more dumbbell curls, and I'll be in, uh, in 3T. <laughs> uh, I did uh, an informal poll of a few friends today before the show to find out how many T's they have. Like some guys that I know are in, into, like, 
I don't know what's an, what's a what's a daddish um, but cool band like um, Wilco, right? Okay, uh, that kind like that kind of music tee or acceptable geek tee kind of mm-hmm. Star Wars thing. And uh, let me give you a couple of the numbers because I think you'll be um, uh, listener Jared in Wisconsin, seventy T-shirts. Oh my gosh! Uh, listener Jim in Chicago. 50 t-shirts listener isaiah in chicago 40 t-shirts and i don't know i'm not i don't i don't think i have 20 i mean they they definitely go into different drawers like there's the ones that sure there's my there's my ones that i can wear to like a bar or or a or a a casual dinner you know Mm -hmm. uh and then there's the ones that i wear around the house um and then the ones that i wear for like you know when i'm gonna do like yard work and stuff right and they move down like with age and as the yeah, last they elastic on the sleeve goes out so it's not uh, your guns aren't popping anymore like but they like move 50, down to like pajama i don't know i guess i gotta again i don't really have the graphic tees but i can count how many plain t-shirts i have and i bet i have a good <laughs> amount of t-shirts um do you get those out of like a three pack or like a are those hanging on a hanger when you buy them uh a lot of them are hanging on a hanger or folded up in a in a you know on a table Oh sure, at, yep. mm-hmm. at, at Old Navy, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of times, yeah. So, uh, and I'm also a cheapskate, so I wait till they're selling them for like three bucks each. I'm like, time to stock up on the t-shirts. Buy them in the winter, start of the winter. Yeah, yeah. So now you're um you're rapidly shrinking, rapidly shrinking. You sent a picture to David and I the other day, and like. I did a double take. I wasn't well, sure I, it was you. I bought some new T-shirts. I think I was wearing a new T-shirt in that picture I sent you. Uh, but I, I, uh, I've always purchased an extra large uh, because I, uh, you know, I, I didn't like. Even though my shoulder width is a large for sure, because when I get an extra large, the seam of where your shoulder, where your sleeve and your and the and the body of the shirt are sewn together, mm-hmm. are hanging over my shoulder, which tells me it's too big, right? But it's the good size for like my chest and my stomach. Ah, gotcha. Sure. So, uh, but I bought some shirts. Speaking of Old Navy, at Old Navy uh, last week, and I went with a regular large. So I'm like, ah, uh, you know, the gut has shrunk a little bit. I, I'm not as self conscious about it. It's still there. I got to, you know, I'm still working. But, uh, but I went with a large T-shirt, and I went down to like a 34 jean, which I haven't worn since high school. Um, and so, yeah, it's nice to... I'm impressed. Now, you know, the holidays are coming. I'm a little worried about that. We're hosting Thanksgiving. Stress eating is going to start coming up because i am got to worry about making food for 26 people. And uh, Can't you just uh, stress eat your $200 laxative pills that you get from Arbonne or uh, whatever? So not the same. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't imagine what happens if I stress eat <laughs> laxative pills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stress cleanse? Yeah, it'd be a stress cleanse. <laughs> so I need to, uh, uh, I need to incorporate. And I, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this last time is that I've kind of plateaued a little bit, so I need to incorporate a little more physical activity. And I really want to. Uh, I think I asked you the other week about about a certain fitness centers, and I, but I want a competitive thing. So I want to play racquetball against people. I want to do, uh, you know. A, a, a competition, a sport, I CrossFit, try... competitive exercise. N- no, that's still just you can exercise. win at exercising. No, <laughs> that's not for me. 
That's not for me. So I need, uh, and also, uh, winning at exercising is not. I don't feel like that's a competition. I haven't. It is now. It is a CrossFit. I haven't. I, if we're not doing something that can make the other person fail, you know what I mean. Like well, I can hit, they might try to clean, you know, three thousand pounds, and the weight just comes straight down on them and explodes them into a fine red mist. <laughs> Guess that's you win by default. Then <laughs> I don't even have to try to lift it, right? Right, they forfeit. They forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you like the paternity test, will you please help us tell other people about it? Uh, while you're on iTunes, you can subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and you could also leave a rating, a short review would be great. It's super easy, and it's the best way to help new listeners find us. And also tell all your friends that any way they get their podcasts, on any podcatching app that they use, Android, uh, on a computer, on their on their iPhones, uh, you can find us there. We are in most directories, and if you find that we're not, let us know, and we'll make sure to get in there. So please uh, help spread the word and uh, help other people enjoy the show. Thank you. You can also read our weekly paternity test blog, weekly, at chicagoparent.com, and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, monthly, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever people are crying and crying and crying. It's a whole lot of crying. And now it's time for quality time. That's where we pop a lot of trouble on the Popomatic bubble. <laughs> oh man, I could I could just pop the Popomatic bubble all day long. Yeah, I might have one of those in the in the game closet here at the at the J House. Well, like, we, how could you not? You have the gamest game closet in the history of games. Yeah. Well, we were clean in the basement because we were. Ho- I think I mentioned earlier in the show we we're hosting Thanksgiving this year, um, and so we had to clean the basement because there's quite a few kids coming over, and and we wanted to make sure that uh, you know all the sharp objects were put away. And I came across a completely unused, brand new Hello Kitty Mad Libs, <laughs> which I mean I love Mad Libs. We said you know my kids love to do Mad Libs, but a Hello Kitty Mad Libs seems super tame and boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. You know, and so we're going to throw it, just throw it away. Hello Kitty doesn't even talk. Like she doesn't even have a personality. She's just a cat face no, with a boa. You don't know anything about her. Well, this this actually, you learn a lot about Hello Kitty in this Mad Libs book. Oh. But, uh, so we're going to... riddle th- wrapped in an enigma topped with a bow. We, <laughs> we're going to throw it away. And uh, I said, Alex, because we're all four of us down here. I said, Alex, take this. Uh, I said, pick pick one to read, and just put the word "fart" in everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he starts to read, and I didn't think, you know, I'm like, just I was just being obnoxious, right? So he starts to read it, and I haven't laughed so damn hard. So I'm gonna pick a random one here, and I want you to hear. And then I sent, I took a picture of a random one that I sent to you that I'm gonna have you read because I, I think it's. It was funnier to me when I was reading it than when I was listening to it. I don't know. So you tell me. So this one is called You're Invited. Hello Kitty is hosting a fart picnic for all her friends, and you're invited. The party will be held at Fart Park on Saturday at half past fart o'clock. There will be fart games like hide and fart, fart tag, and fart in the middle. Fart sandwiches and cool fart to drinks will be provided. 
and Mimi is bringing freshly baked farts for dessert. <laughs> farts! Exclamation point. There is no need to bring any food or farts. Hello Kitty just asked that you bring a fart smile. <laughs> I just baked these for you. <laughs> freshly baked <laughs> freshly baked farts. Oh. oh there's nothing like hide and go fart. Oh, you'll be, be quiet. Listen. He's behind that tree. <laughs> fart in the middle. <laughs> uh. I've become, like, now that I have a little child at home, I have become a huge fan of, what would you call, like, low-level swears? Like, kid swears. Oh, yeah. Well, like, fart. Like, rude words, but that aren't really a swear. Um, there's a kid at school named Charlie. I probably shouldn't. I'll give him a fake name. We'll call him Charlie. Uh, and Charlie uh, seems to get in trouble a lot for saying, uh, in particular, butt, butt head and poop. <laughs> <laughs> and Vivian is just she's it's butt bedhead all day long, and I you know half the time I yell at her about it, and half the time I laugh. So she's never going to stop because she knows I think it's funny. And uh, so I'm always like, Viva, is this the potty? No, don't say that. But man, everything's butt butt head, uh, and I just love it, butt butt head. Charlie, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's funny that. F- uh, a word like farts fit in these ad libs because you know someone's supposed to be adjectives. That made sense nouns. in almost all of them. Almost all of them. There's one or two, but it's just about all. So I sent, I took a picture of a random one and sent to you. So okay. I want you to do it too. Okay, here we go. Uh, making new friends. <laughs> Follow these fart rules, and you too can have fun making new friends, just like Hello Kitty. Always greet farts with a smile <laughs> on your fart. <laughs> Compliment the other person's fart. <laughs> My, that was some fart. <laughs> People love to hear nice things about their farts. <laughs> Don't just talk about your farts. Ask questions and be a fart listener. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Find out if you have farts in common. That's how friendship grows. Oh my god! You eat the same things I do. <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask a potential friend to hang out and fart together. <laughs> Oh, this thing's this thing's a it's a gem. Every page is a it's a page it's a page turner. I can't I can't wait to get to the next one. Oh. Is there another word that you could add in that would work just as good as farts? I mean, that's pretty good. There's no way there's another word that would work. Oh as my well. gosh! Don't be afraid to ask a potential friend to hang out and fart together. Uh. <laughs> Don't just talk about your farts. Ask questions and be a fart listener. <laughs> activist oh, this this makes this makes me want to buy all the hello kitty mad libs <laughs> this was going in the garbage this was going straight to the recycle bin oh, that would be- like, oh hello kitty mad libs it's gotta be so boring oh my gosh the greatest loss since the library of alexandria was sacked <laughs> <laughs> right. well to follow the rules of threes we gotta end on one right here oh great all right Hello Kitty loves her fart family. 
Her twin, Mimi, is also her best fart in the whole wide <laughs> fart. She looks just like Hello Kitty, except she wears a yellow bow. <laughs> she wears a yellow bow on her right fart. Hello Kitty's fart parents are her mama, papa, and George. Mama is a kind and fart fart. She loves to cook and take <laughs> Wait, care of fart farts. Fart. It's his adjective and noun back to back. Oh, there you go. Double fart word score. Fart fart. <laughs> she she loves to say she loves to cook and take care of farts. Papa is always making fart jokes. <laughs> He's a hard-working fart. <laughs> fart Papa to Hello Kitty and Mimi. Hello Kitty's grandma and grandpa are named Margaret and Anthony. Grandpa loves to paint farts. <laughs> Gra- <laughs> Look at that fart cloud, Grandpa. <laughs> Those are excellent stink lines. Grandma enjoys making farts for Hello Kitty and Mimi, <laughs> and she also likes to embroider farts. <laughs> Hello Kitty's family is a very farty part of her fart. <laughs> Oh, I prefer a fart needlepoint, you know. God bless this fart. <laughs> you do get to learn a lot about Hello Kitty. I never knew that her grandma or grandpa were named Margaret and Anthony. There's some real knowledge in here. You dropped some fart knowledge. Hello Kitty. <laughs> oh, you know, I would never think to do this with any other mad, like just regular Mad Libs. But it just Hello Kitty Mad Libs are just makes you want to do that. Is it the treacly nature of them that makes it, it is. more funny in contrast? It's, yes. Yeah, when you're talking about <laughs> freshly baked farts. <laughs> and you you know envision Hello Kitty with her non-expression. Like, Hello Kitty has no expression. She, she doesn't she smile. Even a mouth, does she? she, she only has eyebrows or a mouth. Yeah. It's hard to emote no, without just eyebrows or a mouth. Two dots, whiskers, and just always looking at you like she's <laughs> about to rip a fart. Or she just ripped a fart. Is her name Hello or is her name Kitty? Hello is her Kitty. name Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty loves Mad Libs is what it's called. And if but I her go- sister's name isn't Hello Mimi. It's just Mimi. Let me go to the ver- Hello Kitty. Isn't it? Yeah, it just starts Hello Kitty. It's not just Kitty. She loves. What's your parents' name? Uh, George and George Mary. Kitty? Her mom. Hello George. Nope. <laughs> Mama and George. Wait, Hello- that must be your stepdad. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the sister is Mimi, right? Yes. But not Hello Mimi or Mimi Kitty. There's no other. Yeah, she, Hello Kitty got the weird name, and everyone else got a real name. And Isn't the Hello- mom has a has a familial sobriquet, and the dad does not. Like she's mother. Yeah, and the other one's George. Oh, she had a name, didn't she? Didn't I give her a name? Martha or something, right? No, that's... George and Martha. That's Washington. <laughs> Mary. Her mama, Mary, and her papa, George. Oh. Remember, because Mary is the one the who... The kitties. Who, who, uh... This is like Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why does Hello Kitty get the weird name? And is is Hello Kitty... This is my ignorance... Hello Kitty wasn't created in Japan. It's just very popular in Japan, right? No, it's by Sanrio. I think it's Japanese in origin. Oh, yeah, Sanrio Company. Yeah, it is Japanese. In, okay. Is it a regnal name? Like, is she has she been crowned Hello Kitty? Like, is her name actually just uh, Suzanne or something? But she's she is she ascended to the title of Hello Kitty, like like Black Panther. <laughs> so they'll never. Until she dies, there will be an, there won't be any more Hello Kitties. 
Right. And then somebody else will will assume the Hello Kitty. Uh, uh, they'll have to pick up the the, the scepter. The fart. <laughs> <laughs> Social media isn't just for white nationalism, it's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. Also, send us a comment or a question for The Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. It's funny that we put that out every week because those are two parts of technology that people don't really like to use anymore. Nobody likes to use the phone and nobody likes to really email anymore. So oh, maybe we should you, probably tell people to Snapchat us. You could also, uh, yeah, you could you could shoot your question to us through our Instagram account, which is, uh, uh, what is that? The paternity test, I guess. It's the paternity test uh, on Twitter at the dad test, which you'll hear those things again at the end. But uh, if you have questions or comments, you, you can submit them other ways besides just Oh, yeah, you totally could. If that's email. how you prefer it. Yeah. Let's go right ahead. We have a Snapchat. I just don't know how to use it, but we have one. You have to make a story, but that seems like a lot of work. Maybe you could just – okay, here's what I don't understand about a Snapchat because I thought Snapchats, uh, you have to you know, connect with people, and then they will see your things, right? They'll see your whatever you're sending on Snapchat. So it's not like of having a public Facebook profile or a Twitter profile where you could just put things out and everyone will see them, although – there are things like that. What about the Snapchat. stories or whatever? Is that does that yeah. stick around? I still don't know. This is where I feel like I got passed by by technology. I always thought I was <laughs> on top of technology, uh, and, and I was never a heavy social media user. Like I'd, I've had a Twitter account since it existed because Matt, you said, "Hey, this is going to be the next big thing." So I'm like, "I'll get one." So I got a very nice. early Twitter name. So I was able to get one that there's no way I could get right now. I, I'm just Round Boy, <clears throat> which. Uh, I feel like. Oh I'm, yeah, you'd have to have like four, four to six letters after that nowadays. Yeah, to just be Round Boy on Twitter, I feel like someone might want to buy that. Sure, like Ezekiel Round Boy right now is swearing up and down every time he sees your account. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't gotten DM'd by somebody wanting to buy Round Boy, because uh, it just seems like that I got that so like early. Like a burger chain or something. Hey, listen, uh, the the uh, Round Boy Unlimited. Uh, our restaurants really need that account. Yeah. Yeah, that was my retirement, you know. Man, just uh, could you imagine, though, we could have back then grabbed some other Twitter names that we probably could have sold for a decent penny now. Oh, yeah. Because you were so on top of the Twitter thing before yeah, what else had Twitter. Yeah, 06 or maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, only only New Yorkers were using it when I discovered it, and, and you were like, you're crazy. Who? That's not enough words. Who would want that? And, of course, no one was doing anything on it at first. They were like, hey, w- what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first tweet I ever put out was something about, I just ate half a jelly donut, now I'm going to go eat the other half. Cause that's what sure I, that's also the last tweet you put out. <laughs> yeah, I really don't tweet much. And now it's time for Health Beat, where our doctor says open wide, and we have to say, which end? <laughs> Well, in case our listeners thought that their weeks couldn't get any worse, um, I'd like to talk about my butt. Hey, let's all talk about your butt. Uh, several months ago when I bought a new bathing suit, we talked about my wiener, so it's time mm-hmm. to talk about the other side. 
know, I, 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 this is where I wish we could play some music beds because I'd be playing Eddie Murphy's Boogie in My Butt right now. Ah, oh, classic. I love it. I love it. Why did he never return to the recording studio after Boogie in Your Butt? Yeah, I don't know. Because my, fav- my favorite line of any song of all time is where he says, put a little man up your butt. Put a pizza pan up your butt. Put some spam up your butt. Put some boogie in your butt. And I may have butchered it a little bit, but just... Uh, it's the gist. It's a, that's the gist. And I loved it. Uh, a pizza pan? Put a little man up your butt. Put a pizza pan up your butt. I think it's, I think then it was put some spam up your butt. It's just well, the best. of course. Uh, I'm looking now at the... Lyrics to Boogie in Your Butt. Did he write that himself? Or is there a team on that? Um, <laughs> sure. It's, it's a Diane Warren classic. Uh, oh, here. Put, <laughs> put a tin can in your butt. Put a little tiny man in your butt. Say, put a light in your butt. Say, make it bright in your butt. So that's, that's one version. <laughs> put some fleas in your butt. Say, start to sneeze in your butt. Start to I don't know that I truly understand what this song's about. <laughs> put some boogie in your butt. I suppose so. Put a frown in your butt. Put a clown in your butt. Oh. Sit on down in your butt. And maybe I had to mix up because it doesn't say pizza pan, but it does say... Nope. I see pizza crust. I see pizza crust. Put some dust in your butt. <laughs> it's a must in your butt. Pizza crust in your butt. Put some change in your butt. Feels mighty strange in your butt. Put some grass. Put a shot glass. Put it in your butt. Put a hot cup of brim. Fill it to the rim. And put it in your butt. Well, you couldn't even do that now. You'd have to. I don't think they still make brim. No. Fill it to like the rim sank in your with butt. brim. Mm-hmm. Fill your butt to the rim with brim. That was their motto. Put a bumblebee in your butt. Put a clock in your butt. Put a big rock in your butt. What in the world? What? Maybe, maybe the song isn't as good as I remember. Hey man, I put no trees in nobody's butt, no bees in nobody's butt. You must be out of your mind, man. Maybe he was just making fun of pop songs. How ridiculous pop songs are! And was this? I mean, this was never part of a sketch or anything, right? Just a standalone pop song. Yeah, it might have been on one of his. Was it ever on one of his comedy albums? I think it was just a standalone. I remember the title debut solo album. Oh yeah, because I do remember there was a video to it, wasn't it? Oh, I'm sure there was. I want my MTV. So self-titled debut solo solo album released in 1982, certified gold. Uh, In addition to comedy tracks, this album was sprinkled with several actual musical numbers, including Boogie in Your Butt, which became a minor hit on the R&B. So it was a a comedy album with songs. Oh, okay. And he didn't write it by himself. Someone with the last name Wolfert uh, wasn't on it with him. Well, um, did you have to go to the doctor because you had some Boogie in Your Butt? No, this is not anybody in my butt. This is about the outside of my butt. Oh. Uh, I've been, so I've been... Pretty serious about the gym lately, mm-hmm. and I've done some. Uh, been doing some. Well, you have unlimited access to to uh, cafeteria food, so you have to, right? Boy, do I ever have unlimited to. access to the ice cream machine 
and everything deep fried and everything. And I do. I eat lobster plate, and steak. Plate, plates of food. Yeah, I got to put that on Instagram. Lob, they had lobster. I'm not saying that the Northwestern cafeterias are fancy, but they had lobster night and everybody got a lobster tail. <laughs> I don't recall that being part of the cafeteria food in the 90s when we were in school. It was just like casseroles. Mm-hmm. It's sushi night coming up. Everybody gets a hand-rolled sushi. Oh my god! Not just like some grocery store sushi in a little plastic boat. You wonder like, why you go up to a chef and he makes it for you. Tuition's fifty thousand dollars a year, or yeah, that's not even. I think that's cheap right now. Yeah, and the the, the sushi fees on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pay for. I gotta take out an extra loan for books and sushi. Well, because I'm eating like a pig in the cafeteria, and I am. Um, I've upped the weights, and so it started to change the shape of my body. And I've really bulked up in a good way across my chest and shoulders, bigger, Uh-oh. wide, right? But I'm not losing my love handles because of the quantity of food that I'm eating. So my love handles are kind of sticking out. And my love handles are smart. They're wily, these love hang- handles. And they know that if I could see them in, in my, the front of me when I look in the mirror, that I would destroy them. So they've run around behind me. And they're like back love handles. Oh. What do you call them? I would call butt. that a double butt or the back butt. Is that a back, a back? butt? <laughs> You've got well, back got, butt. Like oddly large love handles just at the base of like at the small of my back. Now I've, I, I've talked to a lot of people who have like one of my roommates in grad school was a rower. He was like on crew at Berkeley. And so he really disdained people who worked on the muscles in the front of their body. <laughs> <laughs> he like didn't respect anyone who had a big chest or big biceps. He said those are beach muscles. And you should, only, you should only have a big back or big triceps. And I guess if you're rowing, the guy behind you is judging your back all the time. <laughs> so he always wanted to do ergs until he got a giant back and a tiny chest, which never made mm-hmm. sense to me because you've been to the gym. Like narcissism is rampant and everyone is making sweet, sweet love to themselves in the mirror the whole time, right? Well, yeah, it's wall-to-wall mirrors and you pick up a couple of uh... – you know, dumbbells or something, and you stand in front of the mirror and watch yourself uh, do the exercise. Right, and watch yourself get that, like, pump. Mm-hmm. Right, because your muscles are never larger than when you're actually at the gym. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know if the mirrors, maybe the, the mirrors are like funhouse mirrors that make all your muscles look a little bigger. Feels like it, right? So I've got a, a, a weird love handle and then big shoulders and everything, and I've I'm not, like... I'm falling into that meathead trap of having absolutely no interest in working on my legs. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the meme of like, you know, arm and chest day and like it's a full gym and then it says leg day and the gym's empty, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm doing some leg stuff. So I'm, I'm working on, on, on legs, getting thighs or whatever, doing nothing for my butt. And I didn't notice until one day I was at the rock climbing wall the other day and somebody said, look, just put your leg right there and push yourself up. I'm short, right? So it's hard for me to reach to a, to a, 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 you know, a hold that's really far up. So they said, just push off with your leg and jump up and grab that, that, that hold. And I couldn't. And I'm like, well, I have no strength. And I'm looking at my, my quads and I'm like, why do I have no strength? So I go in the locker room and I happen to turn around and I look and I realize I have no butt. Like oh. it's gone. I used to have a butt. Oh, so it wasn't the opposite. I thought maybe you were like your butt because you weren't paying attention to it. It had gotten larger, but oh, in bigger? fact, it no, disappeared inside your. You got a concave. 
Yes. Butt. It was just an empty space where my butt used to be. <laughs> it was like a black just, hole mm-hmm. of butt. It was, yep. a, it was a reverse butt. You stare into the abyss of my butt and the <laughs> abyss stares back. There's just nothing there. And because my love handles stick out above it, it, I look like I should be in a reject room on the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> or, you know, tapping out yeah. SOS with my head somewhere. You're some kind of evolutionary uh, <laughs> freak. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, Davis said when the early explorers who didn't know what animals looked like would have to draw a compendium of animals, and they'd draw a shark, and it looked like it, its head looked like a Q because they didn't know what a shark looked like. <laughs> so I'm a freak. I'm a monster. I'm hideous. <laughs> and I looked online, and they're like, "Hey, your glutes are the biggest muscle in your body, and like the core from which all your strength comes from." Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't everything else you do all day long work your glutes, just walking and going up steps and just being a human? Not mine. It seems like that would always be, like your glutes would always be worked on because you use them constantly. It's the other muscles you don't use that you go to the gym. Because if, if everyone used your muscles all the time, you wouldn't need to go to the gym. You would just live your life and your muscles would right. bulk Which would be up. great because going to the gym is super boring. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it. So boring. Oh. I feel like I'm, it, it, I'm taking time away from the rest of my life. Even though I know people say, "Well, that's time for you," and it extends your life. Like you might add years onto your life because you went to the gym every day. But meanwhile, I just feel like my kids are at home hungry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like when's Dad gonna come home and make dinner? Instead, I'm like, "Sorry, kids, it's leg day." <laughs> Child was born just the other day. <laughs> be lying there in bed, you know, in hospice, and be like, Alex, let's reminisce about the old five White Sox. And he'll be like, sorry, Dad, it's leg day. <laughs> so how do, you, uh, how do you get some boogie in your butt? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I've never worked specifically on my butt. I, but it, wouldn't that like stair climbers and stuff like that? The, what's that called? The Jacob's ladder, the uh, the never ending stairs. Oh yes, I mean stairs. I guess is stairs. But I did add. I started adding squats the other day. Sure. Because I'm all free weights now. Have I told you that I've gone full meathead? I'm like. Oh yeah. I'm all, I'm all like. You know, dumbbell flies. You don't even go to the the machines are for amateurs. Yep, exactly. You need Pipes. the yeah. You need that muscle. What do they call that muscle confusion? You know, mm-hmm. because it's it's uh, it's not perfectly balanced for you. You need to work all the all the muscles you didn't even know you had because it's a right. Free what do you weight. call the the like the balance the the muscles that keep your arm steady to do the exercise? Those mm-hmm. side ones. Yeah, um, and it's true. It's making a difference, and I know it takes forever because you got to go pick your weights out, and you got to like change the weights on the bars what and about everything. spotters you gotta now do you have to like spot for strangers so they spot for you or do you just take your chances that's probably coming next oh, uh it means you gotta come up with a gym buddy you gotta find a gym buddy Ugh, i don't like that that's do you too- even lift bro <laughs> don't bro me if you don't know me <laughs> you'd be carrying around a jug a big water jug gallon water, water jug gallon milk jug full of water right that's what they carry uh, oh is that how it is Poop! I've been hold, carrying around a gallon water jug full of milk. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I gotta let me chug some of this. All right, who's gonna spot me? <laughs> 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 
there are like auto spotting things now for oh i guess i have seen some of those that that if you happen to collapse under the weight of your of your uh, of your deadlift or whatever it'll it'll st- stop the bar for you it must be terrifying because it falls some well, yeah right so like 250 pounds is coming down towards your eyeballs but it stops just before it hits you <laughs> well i did add the squat rack uh-huh uh, in the hopes that that will will uh make my butt bigger and i don't want a weird butt like i got one friend who lifts all the time and i'm like you look like one of those rap guys girlfriends uh <laughs> Uh, Her butt is so big. <laughs> Squats are scary because um, since you're using your whole body, you can lift a lot of weight. But I feel like you can kind of lift more weight than certain parts of your body can take, and they're bound to fly off at some point. Oh, yeah. That makes you feel real strong, though, doesn't it, though, when you could just lift a ton of weight because you're, you know, you're getting your whole body under it? Does that make you feel really strong? Yeah, but I can feel like joints and ligaments wanting to explode. So it's just a matter of time before a catastrophic injury. Have you ever – like those, uh, I don't do Google the, like free weight injury or like free weight oh, fails or something. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Especially there's some of like the Olympic stuff where the guy goes to lift and it comes down on his neck while he's – he goes oh, to do it like a deadlift, and the whole thing comes down. So he's in a, like a squat position with five hundred pounds on the back of his neck. How do you not die, or do you die? Do you just die? Are these snuff films? Are these faces of death? These faces of death. No, I don't know. I think they like their bodies just bend out of it. They somehow there's always someone running up and grabbing the weights. So they're only under it for a couple seconds, but oh, what could possibly go wrong? It seems like a lot of like. Uh, <sighs> I feel like I'm saying like a lot tonight. Maybe we do that every night. It's really bothering me lately. Um, I feel that you should grab a couple of dumbbells and just do lunges around the whole gym. I hate those people. What? You're like doing just your work through. and then all of a sudden somebody like <laughs> lunges past you slowly holding two weights. It's so weird. But that's how you get your butt. They're like inchworms. Really? Can I? Okay, could you do Squats it in place? for could sure, you, yeah. I mean, you got to do Could the, you lunge and back and lunge and back or backwards lunge and back and not actually walk around the gym like a weirdo? Yeah, you could. Because you're like scooting around like, you know, people are looking in the mirror and then you like go past them lunging like the snail with the mail. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that's how you meet some new friends you can spot with. <laughs> you, just, you just lunge past them. How you doing, bro? Hey, bro, do you even lunge? Do you even lunge, bro? <laughs> Someone would hit you. They'd take one of those dumbbells out of your hand and hit you over the head with it. <laughs> well, so I feel any anything that works your butt. What about where you sit on the – oh, you don't do machines. Sorry, that's not considered a free, rate, free weight, is it? Where you push up on the weights with your legs – Oh, that sled thing? Yeah. Is that your butt? I don't know. Here's what you should do. Go to the gym and try a bunch of different exercises with one hand while your other hand is on, like holding your butt cheek and see if your butt flexes. Like, oh, yeah, that's good for my butt. I could feel that. Just see how see what, see what what your new gym friends Should I say about. that out loud, really loud? Oh, look at my butt so tight right now. It's so good for my butt. This is so good for my butt. I'm going to do this for my butt. 
This well, you know my hamstrings are going to snap because I won't do hamstring Beep. the hamstring thing yeah. where you lay on your front and stick your butt in the air and then curl your legs. Lay on your front, stick your butt in the air, and curl your legs. Okay, I think yeah, you I, like I present that. like a dog in heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to do that. Can't, no, no, sir. Yeah, I think everything you have to do for your butt is going to endanger other parts of your body. You'll snap your hamstrings. You'll, uh... <laughs> There's one move that somebody told me to do the other day where you like put your shoulders on the ground and bridge up. And put your feet flat on the ground, and then you like thrust your hips like you're just humping the sky. Yeah, like you really want to. You really want to do that at the gym. Cloud. Oh, yeah, like you're presenting yourself like mm-hmm. some kind of a. I think I think you stick with this squat kind of stuff. Could you? I can, did I show you the sign I took a picture of in the locker room at the gym the other day? It said, "Because of the kids' club, children uh-huh. may be present." And that's all it said? Yeah. Are they saying knock off the gay stuff? Or, or don't... Well, you, you've been to... You know, you spent enough time in gyms to know that there's just men who don't mind walking around naked in the locker room all the time. Is that what you're not like supposed that, to do that'll be the, the That'll be the last thing they do is actually get dressed. They shower, and then they'll shave and put their deodorant on and brush their teeth and... Put one foot up on the bench and talk to a friend. Uh huh. Sometimes they even put their shirt on first and then walk around for a yeah, while. Yeah, very weird. Put the shirt on, and the last thing they do is put the underwear and, and the pants on right before they walk out. So that, and I'm assuming they're either trying to make a new special friend or just they got some kind of exhibitionist streak, right? Like, cause it's weird. Yeah, and you're you know you were on the north side of Chicago, so you you're you're near some of the neighborhoods. Where you might think, you know, but well, geez, when I was in the village, I belonged to a gym for a while in the village, and like, I didn't realize uh, it was a New York (laughs) sports club. Like, I went, I was like, I wasn't even going into the steam room to steam. I was like taking a tour of it, not with a tour guide, but I'm like, I wonder what's around here, and it was just guys having sex. (laughs) Oh, hmm. Well, I think. You know, maybe there's or you know sexual things. Yeah, well, and maybe there's gyms where people just know that that happens. But I bet the gym you're at, they don't. I don't think they're saying that to, to knock off, knock off doing you gay stuff. So. Yeah, probably not this one. Not not this one because there's no because that one. I was like, oh, this is a I gym. I think it's more like, for hey, old man. You know, put put, put the wrinkly, on? put the wrinkly parts away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want some kid walking by and thinking that's a pack of Capri Sun just jamming <laughs> one of those sharp straws in ow well folks it's time for another episode of the paternity test to suffocate inside of a turkey acting out a scene from Mr. Bean Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook. Visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com. Call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show and consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com because this show is brought to you by viewers like you. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, remember, when you're making new friends, don't just talk about your farts. Ask questions and be a fart listener. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs>